Hey, girl, you trying to hit this? Oh, you know exactly what I need. Cam on. Are we rolling? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we already have a crowd laughing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, guys? Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to Two Girls, One Blunt. I'm Emily. I'm Jamie. Hello, hello. What's Gucci? Uh, <laughs> we're already high. <laughs> yeah, we smoked before this. Some people uh, commented. They were like, oh, you guys don't even smoke on your podcast. Well, we did. And then we got kicked off of TikTok for Fucking having TikTok. for having weed in the videos. So we ha- had to smoke in between and on breaks. So I guarantee you, we are very high. <laughs> When we are on this podcast, I promise. But you. for legal reasons, legal we purposes. sometimes we can't show you that. Um, but we did smoke <laughs> today. Uh, I just want to say, if you're seeing this on YouTube or on OnlyFans, please subscribe to our channel. Um, follow us on social media, guys. This whole episode today, all of the topics and questions and viewpoints are coming directly from our listeners. So a lot of you have DM'd us on Instagram, responded to our Instagram polls and questions. And so we're going to read that for you today. So if you want your question or your topic or your story to be talked about on the podcast, make sure to follow us on Instagram. And what's our Instagram, Emily? It is at two girls, one blunt pod. Yes, the number two and the number one. Make sure you follow us on Instagram as well because we put a bunch of- Are they not already? They they better be. What the fuck? We had 475,000 listeners last month. Come on, guys. I don't have that many many Instagram followers. Either. So uh, mine's at the Jamie Lee Show. I'm at Loud Emily. And my name's spelled J-A-I-M-E. Jaime. Jaime. Emphasis (laughs) on the Jew. Okay. I love everyone, like, they call you. They're like, this is for Jaime? And you're like, yep, it's it's Jamie. We started Hi. we started a little late today because I got this giant-ass fucking chair delivered that's taking up my whole kitchen. And he's like, for Mr. Jaime Simmons? And I'm like, that is me. <laughs> that is me. That's how people used to call me out in college. Jaime? Yeah, they'd be like, Jaime Simmons. And then, like, in front of the whole auditorium, I'd have to stand up and be like, me. Hi. <laughs> So, yeah, make sure you follow us on social media. We want to hear from you. Come on now. And leave us a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts. Five-star. Yeah, if you enjoy the podcast, let us know what you like about it. Even if you don't enjoy it. Five stars anyways. (laughs) Yeah, my favorite, uh, we just got one, a review, and the person was like, they don't even smoke weed or talk about weed. So today we're going to talk about weed. Yeah. Um, We do, we, again, just for you know, social media purposes. It's a little difficult. Someone also brought up that we're crude and vulgar (laughs) and we uh, triggered them because of their sexual trauma. (sighs) To that, I say, I have also been sexually traumatized and I traumatize myself quite often. Um, That's why we do comedy and that's why we talk about a lot of things is to bring light to situations that are serious topics so we can get into what's important while also having fun. It doesn't have to be a bad conversation. So our intention to laugh through the pain. Exactly. Our intention is never to trigger someone. But I guess I'm going to start this podcast off with a trigger warning. Yes. Um, Because I say a lot of nasty shit. Yeah, we bring up a lot of shit. Um. I feel like it's almost kind of in the name, Two Girls, One Blunt. You know where that's from. Yeah, it's sexual. <laughs> it's two Girls, One Cup. I'm wrapped around Emily. Oh. 
no, that was not us. Somebody actually, we told them the name of our podcast. They were like, oh, are you guys the, the two girls, one cup girls? And we were like, they literally, they were like, I love oh. that video. That traumatized my childhood. I'm like, no, I didn't eat Emily's shit out of a fucking ice cream cone. That wasn't oh. me. Oh God. Okay. All right. We got to move on from that topic. All right. Oh my gosh. But yeah, thank you so much for writing in and writing in. What the fuck is this? The sixties. All right. Thank you so much for, for typing us for typing in. Um, because we actually want to share more topics that you guys are interested in because mm-hmm. obviously you guys are the audience. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, because we're stoners and we're doing 50 million things at once, it makes our jobs a little easier. It really does. Thank you. Because uh, we're a hot mess and we throw this shit together as best we can, as quick as we can with other things that we got to do. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah. I think we should get a phone number that people can like call I into or text really into. I really would love that. DM us if you think that that's a good um, idea. Like, Yeah, we also brought back a, uh, a fucking just us. We know you probably just missed us. I miss just us. I do too. The guests were awesome. They were all super sweet. Um, Such nice ladies. I can't wait to have more guests on. Yeah, we had fucking Kristen Hancher, a huge TikTok Musical.ly star. We had Brie Esrig. She's a badass fucking YouTuber. She's a writer. She's a fucking foot model. She just came out with a great short. It's called Palm Swings. We'll link it down below. You should definitely check it out. It's like a horror sex movie. It was yeah. it was cool. It was cute. It was like a little comedy thing. She's a great actress. She does a lot. And then we had Mia Malkova. You know her. You've seen her butthole. The girl next door. <laughs> She's on uh, Pornhub, Brazzers, all those those places and we did a podcast with her it was really fucking cool just to meet these people and see them like off social media uh but we know that like you know emily and i's chemistry together oh, it was so baby, much baby. <laughs> people ask us a lot if we've ever kissed or hooked up the answer is no no <laughs> no yeah it's makes us uncomfortable yeah I'd look at, yeah. No. I feel like we're not sexual beings <laughs> to, to each, each other. other, but I'm like, so we're so sexual outside of it. Yeah. We actually- <laughs> I was going to say back to basics our yeah. our humble beginnings. What's your uh, favorite like show or movie that's like based around weed or people getting high? Disjointed. It's on Netflix. What um, about you? I'm so workaholics because they're always like, do they smoke? I'm pretty sure they're stoner dudes and they just like work and fuck shit up and it's super funny. <laughs> so that made me feel a little bit better about okay. going to work high. I used to go to work high a lot. I still do. I still do. The day that my company like shut down the office I was working in, my boss literally came up to me and he was like, you were high every <laughs> single day, weren't you? And I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. I wasn't fired. He lost his job. And so he said it and I was like, you can't do anything now. And I was like, going to do Dave. I was like, I would smoke on every break. I'd go out to my car, light a bowl. He's like, yeah, you reeked like weed every time you came in. I didn't say anything because you sold stuff. Oh my God. And I was like, I'm a badass. My office would make jokes about me smoking weed all of the time. They all knew that I was high and that I smoked and it is what it is. (laughs) Yeah. I think everyone smokes now. And if you don't, you're a weenie, you're a weenie. No, I guess we have to respect people's boundaries. That's fine. What's, um, I get it. Sorry, you have like a bunch of hair sticking out in the back and I can I see just it. They can't like- see it. So you, you're fucking up. Okay. So what's your favorite thing to uh, like watch while you're high then? Like not the stoner show specifically, but like if you got high and you just wanted to blindly put something on TV. I feel like that's like a, a crime show for me. 
Really? I'm always watching like Criminal Minds or I don't know, something like that. So interesting. What do you watch? You Rick and Morty. (laughs) Rick and Morty. Rick Rick and Morty. Morty. Rick. Rick. Are you going to join in, Mingy? Rick and Morty. (laughs) (laughs) Rick and Morty is the shit. We just started watching uh, Inside Job. Oh, it's good. Which is like a kind of an adult cartoon about all the conspiracies of America. I love it. And I fucking love conspiracy (laughs) shit. So anything about aliens or the cosmos or watching like, what is it? Like the deep sea. And we watched Dune the other night. Oh, I love sci-fi when I'm high. Yes. We just watched Dune. It's on, is it HBO Max? I think so phenomenal so fucking good. everybody's so hot everyone it reminds me of like a futuristic like star wars show it's a lot like, of like space shit um but oh there's this mac miller music video and i don't know what it is but it's a cartoon and it's this like orange like cartoon guy i guess and it's just like him constantly going through things and it gets bigger and like the scenes turn into shit. I don't even know, but I could sit there high <laughs> like this just watching that for hours. I think I did do that when Rachel was here. <laughs> Your favorite munchie snack. What if we try to guess each other's? Oh, fuck. Wait, do we know each other that well? I think your favorite munchie snack. Wait. Okay, I'll go first. Okay, barbecue chips. Yeah, obviously, you know Gushers, mine. fruit roll-ups. I feel like you like lollipops, too. I love only blow pops. Oh, yeah. The hubba bub. The, no, the watermelon the hubba blow pops. No, I'm a chip girl. Like, anything with salt and crunch. <laughs> I'm literally like... <laughs> you don't want to sit next to me while I'm high and eating chips. I will, like, b- go... <laughs> I will down a whole fucking bag of chips in a sitting. And I'm like, fuck, I'm still hungry. <laughs> You know, I love the baked lays. I feel like those are the best. The sour cream and onion. Yeah. Baked lays are good. I think they were a little too dry for me. I don't know why. I think like regular lays, the salt. Wait, does salt dry your mouth out or does it make you? It dries you out. Well, I feel like there's more saliva in my mouth when I eat those, (laughs) you know? Okay. What's my highest snack? You just told us. Oh, You? Somebody asked us uh, about being high in public. Oh, all the time. Like, are we high in public? <laughs> Every day. Every, all day. <laughs> I don't think there's a time where someone has met me and I haven't been stoned. For probably the last five years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, how do you get away with it? Like, how do you handle it? Because I think a lot of people get anxiety. I used to. When they're in public. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I used to, like, spray myself with perfume and, like, air myself and literally hang out of the car Dude, as I was driving to try to air myself out. And I'm like, whatever. And now I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. like, I got that loud. I'm like, at least I fucking made it to where I'm supposed to be going. <laughs> like, at least I did that. <laughs> yeah. If I, you got to deal with me smelling like weed, then you got to deal with me smelling like weed, baby. Yeah. I think the best thing that you can do is just always be high. <laughs> <laughs> because then they never know when you're high because you're always high. If you're always high, they never know. Be- <laughs> so like when I interviewed for my sales job, you best believe I was blitzed out of my <laughs> mind. And I was like, if I can handle this sales job high, and then when I'm not high, I'll fucking be a machine. But they'll always assume my like level is high. Yeah. I interview while I'm stoned. I get my license and pictures done while Me I'm too. stoned. I do everything while I'm stoned. Everything. We were- um, Wait, but I think the secret to being high in public is you need to push through your anxiety. Yeah. Okay. The, the benefits you Wax get of being high in public, like off. chill. 
I, you just enjoy things more. You're just more absor- absorbent. <laughs> Wear you're a, a tampon in public. Oh, um, no, you're... What the fuck is the word? Observant? Observant. Wait. Yeah. Is that the word? Me no no words. <laughs> uh, but you just push through it, and then one day, it'll go away. And if it's not, you're smoking the wrong kind of weed. You know? Yeah. We, we bring this back, this topic. And someone's like, you repeat yourself. No shit. We're stoners. <laughs> Get over it. All right. We're going to repeat ourselves because I don't even know what I wore yesterday or what I ate. I got no. Oh, actually, we do know what we ate. We went to the world famous <gasps> House of Mac in fucking oh, Miami. So fucking good. That shit was the best thing. Even the asparagus itself. Oh, it was so good. It was so oh, tender, juicy. Everything. Mm-hmm. They cook it with fucking heart and actual <laughs> seasoning. Yeah, every yeah, you can tell you it's can not tell. a white owned business. <laughs> it's literally just so fucking good. <laughs> it was the best food I've ever had in my <sighs> entire life, and I will bring anyone who comes to Miami to visit. Um, me too. I already texted everyone who's planning on visiting me. I'm like, yeah, we're going there. <laughs> I love it. What uh is your best stoned sex experience? Another question from the audience. Oh. So I used to have a long distance boyfriend who would visit me when I was in college. I say long distance, but he was in Boston and I was in Providence. <laughs> so, oh, you know what I'm saying? Um, so he would come visit me like every weekend and he would bring his fucking dab rig and we would get fucked up. And I remember the first time we dabbed, I had also gotten drunk for like one of the first times. So I was absolutely faded. We go (laughs) to take a dab. I take a dab so hard that I literally snort the dab water. Shut up. Because we dabbed through like a bong. I snorted it somehow (laughs) through my nose and it, wait, no, through my mouth, it came out my nose. And then I was so fucked up, but somehow we ended up in the yeah in the baseball field behind the parking lot of my fucking dorm we fucked in the fucking baseball field and it was really good that was the best one i would yeah that's a experience it was an experience well that also leads into like the dab hit experience as well oh god what Um, about you what's your best sex well i think the best sex while high is when you make like an event out of it Okay, so like for me, I set up my room. Like, like candles? Yeah, I have candles. Oh. I have a galaxy strobe thing. You need you need things that like pick up on your senses because when you're ambience. high, you feel things. And it, yeah, it just hits so different. So I have like the blue galaxy lights on my ceiling and walls. Um, I put my Alexa. I used to have like <laughs> my room set up for a smart thing. And I would be like, Alexa, sexy time. That's all I got to say. The lights turn to like dark blue and then baby making an R&B music plays. Oh, yeah. It's the fucking shit. I got my galaxy lights going. I'm high. And then I'm like, it's like a magical experience. A I'm like feeling me. their but I'm literally, yeah. I'm like, come inside me now. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the last time I had those galaxy lights on, I may have got been comfortable. <laughs> Why is it so hot? I don't know. There's just uh, it's it's biological. It's biological. I'm literally like, mm-hmm, you want baby now? <laughs> I remember in like seventh grade, a teacher looked at me and she was like, everything that all humans do is about sex and reproduction. I was like, everything. She was like, everything. And I it's was like, true. What if I put on makeup for myself? She was like, everything. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> I just want a baby. <laughs> 
<laughs> in middle school i honestly never i kids. worked with kids literally my whole life and i always wanted kids from like a very young age we should talk about kids and dating on another episode i have a lot to say on that okay but i didn't like kids and i was like no i'm not gonna bring a kid into the world that's fucking horrible but at the same time i had such a bad childhood experience where i was like i'm gonna be a great mom and then i dated someone who had a child and immediately and i saw them interact i saw a person i was interested in interact with a child and it's i was hot. like <laughs> Oh, fuck, daddy, come here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Give me another one. <laughs> uh, and now, anytime I look at a man, I think of them as dad. And I am I can just tell dad. my body is changing. It's I'm not sorry, like, daddy. It's not me. It's like my body. Oh, my it's dad. literally like <laughs> So, uh, yeah. But that's the best stoned sex experience, I think, for oh. me. Music and shit like that. And also emotion. I like emotional sex. I like some have to have sex when I, when I like somebody. And when you're high, it like deepens that connection between you two i swear to god am i right am Do you i right think they have to be high too yes yes that's also the thing because if you're in your head and you're if you're on that level and they're not and on they're that not level. you're like wow that was such an experience and they're literally like i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> they're like okay i mean that was fine but like nothing special i would <laughs> i would never talk to that person again that's why i can't date somebody who doesn't smoke at all no i need a stoner i do too um, i turned my last boyfriend into a stoner <laughs> I'm going to hell. Yeah, the guy that I, you know, the guy, Mr. Robotong. <laughs> we know who he is. I'm converting him into a stoner when he was here. I just would be like, "You want to hit this?" He's so funny. We went out to a party in Los Angeles and there was a fucking possum. <laughs> oh my god. There was a possum in the audience. So I just have a picture of him holding a possum. And he was with a blunt in his mouth. Oh yeah, with a blunt in his mouth. And I'm like that's my kind of man. That's that's your guy. I love that for you. <laughs> well, I guess speaking about like guys and relationships and stuff. Oh, I feel like we talk a lot about dating and relationships and interactions between men and women and things like that. But I don't think we've ever talked about what an actual healthy relationship looks like. I've never seen that modeled before in my life. <laughs> Me either. We're speaking from what we've read in books <laughs> and um, maybe seen in movies. I don't even think the movies are healthy. I don't know. I feel like a lot of the media we grew up with portrays toxic kids. relationships yeah. as the ultimate love. And if yeah. it's toxic and they fight for you, then that's real love. And that is false. That's toxic. They're lying to you and they're setting us up to be single mothers oh. <laughs> and abandoning dads. All right. Yeah. I think because also like you look at the show you, right? <laughs> I think some girls watch it because they're like, he's so obsessed with her. Like, I want someone obsessed with me like that. No, no you, you don't. don't. He killed three of his fucking women. Like, mm -mm, you no. don't want someone that obsessed with you. No. You don't want someone to like chase you and knock on your door and fucking three in the morning. If if I don't know someone's coming, someone's knocking on my door or window at three in the morning. I am grabbing a knife, shitting my pants, calling Everyone I can to be like, somebody's here and I need you to like witness it and send the cops over. So what I would do is my dad always taught me. He gave me Hornet and wasp spray. So when someone comes in, you just spray them in the eyes with that. It's like pepper spray. They can't see. Then you get them. Smart. Very smart. We should buy some wasp spray. We should. <laughs> we also live like 35 floors up. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully nobody murders us here. Well, so like also <laughs> I have an OnlyFans subscriber. Oh, that I was talking to on OnlyFans and then literally la this is last night. 
I get a text message. Hey, it's Beep from OnlyFans. <gasps> how the fuck did you get my number, sir? Beep, how the fuck? Yeah, Beep, how did you get my number? <laughs> did he just Google you? But I literally, I Googled myself and I couldn't find my number anywhere. And honestly, it had some wrong numbers on there. So how the hell did you find my number? That means you're that interested in me that you searched me up. Ladies, that's creepy. That's weird. That made me feel very uncomfortable. Oh. Instant block. Oh, absolutely not. Because if you're going that far to find my number on the depths of the internet, then what else would you do? Do you know what I mean? Okay, yeah, back that's to scary. Okay. what a healthy relationship Moving on. looks like. <laughs> I think that's what not to do. Here's what to do. I think a healthy relationship is when two individual people have worked on themselves, have love themselves, mm. hold themselves in high value and regard. Ooh, look Each at these SAT words. Comes, that's all I got for you. Each person comes together, and rather than trying to fill someone else's cup, their cups are already full and mm. they just overflow. Yes. With love and abundance and joy. Yes. I also think not everything's going to be perfect. No. You will get into an argument with your significant other, <laughs> they will hurt you no matter yeah. what. Expect it. But it's how they handle it. So I think healthy relationships are when people can communicate well. When somebody brings up a problem, the other person is like, you know what? I hear you. I see your perspective. That's not how I was making you feel. Here's where I was coming from. But what can we do to do this, to solve this together? Yes. I saw a TikTok last night and I'm just, I'm going to bastard. What's the word? Masturbate. Nope. <laughs> I got to do that later. Um, oh, I'm going to fuck up whatever this. Oh, I'm going to fuck up whatever this is, but. The whole gist of it was you should expect people to hurt you. You should expect people to break your trust. But are you strong enough to handle when that happens? And that's all you should be going into a relationship thinking. And oh, now so I'm, also, true. I'm not saying you should be like, oh, my God, he's cheating on me. And like, you should still work on your insecurities. Thank you. It was fluffy <laughs> <laughs> and work on like your anxiety and your thoughts, because those are thoughts that I have, too. And those are things that have like fucked up past relationships or insecurities. So you have to work on that too. But knowing that it might happen and that you are strong enough to walk away or deal with it however you choose to is the most important thing. Yes. And that's exactly what I was saying with like your own cup is already filled. Exactly. Uh, Everyone has trauma. Everyone has had somebody in their past who has hurt them, broken their trust, just treated them absolutely shitty. And we take that baggage and we take that pain and that trauma and we bring it into every friendship and relationship and business agreement, like everything that we have. It's on you to fix (laughs) yourself. It's on you to deal with your insecurities and your fucking baggage. It's on you to figure out, well, I'm upset about this and it's making me insecure. That's not your fucking pro- like partner's problem. No. Should I think a good partner will do the right things to help ease that as long as you are doing the work it takes to get through that. You can't always be insecure and just expect everyone to fucking fix you and you get in this relationship and they're going to be the end-all be-all person who loved you because no one else in your fucking life did. That's the hard truth. And you know what? That's That's almost like People, you can expect that from not just romantic relationships. You can expect that from friendships too, like for them to fix you. And you can become very codependent on other people and expect so much from them. And they just, they can't give that to you because they have to give that to themselves. Exactly. And you deserve to give that to yourself. And you expect that, like when you are coming from this victim mindset, like, 
I don't trust any guy. I don't want them to do this or I don't trust girls. They've done this. This is what someone else has done to me in the past. No, that's what someone else did to you to the, in the past. If you're always thinking that someone's going to do something bad, you're fucking manifesting <clears throat> that into your life. It's literally like you're putting a yourself fulfilled in, prophecy. Exactly. You pick people that you know are going to hurt you because that's almost what you're more comfortable with. A healthy yes. relationship doesn't look like that. You have two people who are working on themselves every day. They're compassionate and understanding of the other person's fears and traumas, insecurities, and the way that they act. But they hold each other accountable to be better than that and to grow yes. through that. Absolutely. You should always be growing with your partner. And there are going to be times where you're stagnant. There are going to be times where you don't have the energy to give all. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. There's going to be give and take. That's exactly what a healthy partnership should be. Mm -hmm. You know, and then you're going to come together and maybe there are days where you can both give that thousand percent. Yeah. But I think, I think the compassion part is what's important. Like for me, I have a shit ton of trauma and I loved love and I wanted to hold on to it so fucking hard. And I would pick people that almost felt like I had to earn their love. So then the relationship wouldn't work out. They'd cheat on me. Something would happen. And I would it, imagine if I went into every relationship thinking like all men are cheaters and shitty. Like I'm never going to be happy because I'm not coming from a healed point. Okay. So like. Do you know it's like saying? you're looking for those I, bad traits in people and that's who you gravitate towards. And Instead I wanted them that, to be the ones to fix me. I was picking the wrong people who I wanted them to fix me. And when they didn't, I was this victim. Do you know what I mean? I look back at all my relationships now and even though I was cheated on and I didn't necessarily do anything wrong to that person but love them, my own traumas and insecurities, the nagging, the bringing things up, the like constantly needing to be with them 24-7, those things led to the relationship also not working that's my responsibility to fix that yeah you no, know i've done similar things i totally get it it's hard <laughs> it's hard not to fall back into those patterns once you like someone too mm -hmm. because it's just like the same cycle of you want that love and you want to give that love and give all of it yeah i also think though maybe you are more healed than your partner not making them feel bad for their own mental health. Cause like a healthy relationship is a safe space. A healthy relationship is where you can go to be fully yourself without being judged, you know, where you can be the ugly, horrible, worst version of yourself. And that person still looks at you and loves you and cares about you and wants to understand you. If you as a partner are looking down at your partner for acting a certain way Rather than, especially for men, they think very logically with women, we might bring up a problem, but there's usually an underlying problem. So trying to figure <laughs> out why we feel the way that we do, like what's bringing that up, just that compassion and mutual understanding and working back and forth, I think leads to very successful relationships because you're going to have problems. You're going to, you know, there's going to be issues that you have to work through. And I think if you have those skills set up and it starts with doing it with yourself first before you can do it with somebody else, then I think that that's what leads to a fulfilling safe so, relationship. Should we talk about some green flags? Sure. I feel like that's cute. Like good communication mm -hmm. is one like really reaching out to you, making sure you understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. It's easier to think of red flags, <laughs> I think, but green flags are so important to look out for too, because we are always looking out for the bad. Yeah. I think talking to my guy, uh, there was times where I'd be like insecure about something. I wouldn't let him, he didn't know, right? Like we were texting and maybe I didn't like how he said something or something upset me or whatever. And we weren't talking. I would get like a text later that night. Hey, I thought about like the conversation 
and I wanted to say X, Y, and Z. And it just like val- revalidated me. And it was because I didn't have to say anything or not. He just like came out with it. I was like, actually, I want to communicate with this. I could sense something. And every time with the, I have those insecurities already, I didn't have to voice them. He just like knew how to make me feel better and what I needed. Yeah. I feel like me and Mr. Robotung are kind of similar in emotions wise. You know, we're very like logical. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I was kind of that person in a past relationship where I might have been more blunt and maybe didn't say things properly. And reaching out to my partner and being like, hey, I don't like how I said this earlier to you. Like that wasn't okay. And I thought about it mm-hmm. and I just wanted to apologize for that. Like even being willing to do something like that is is really important to be able to do with your partner. Mm-hmm. Take putting like when someone can put their pride and ego down for the betterment of the relationship, you know, like, oh, like admitting that you're wrong is like the first <laughs> thing to do. And it's crazy. So many people can't do that. You know, so someone who admits when they're wrong without even being asked to do it, somebody who when they say they're going to change, they actually take the steps to do it instead of just saying it instead of just saying it. So like somebody who makes promises for the future, but actually follows through doesn't just future promise, you know? Yeah, I think we've talked about this before, but how they act to uh, people that they consider like Maybe they're not your friends. Like, are they nice to your acquaintances? Mm-hmm. Are they nice to people who work at Dunkin' Donuts? Like, are they nice yep. to busboys? Are they nice to barbacks? Like, everything. How they treat their mother. <laughs> if they have if a they're mother. a man. If, if they're, yeah, if their mom is actually, like, a good mom and isn't, like, a fucking, like, my mom. Who gives a fuck how you treat her? Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> she's a bitch. She's cr- crazy and abusive and everything like that. I'm not talking about parents like that. But when somebody has, like, a good, solid family and they... Some people, like some dudes are so fucking rude to their mom. And I'm like, oh my God, if you're talking to your mom like that, then you would talk to me how, like that. Exactly. How are you going to talk to me? And then you have Mr. Robotung who treats his mom and takes care of his mom and visits her so and helps sweet. with everything. And I'm like, well, that's just the kind of person you are, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that's also a green flag. Um, but I think the next topic we should get into is uh, about healthy relationships like social media oh that's gonna be tough yeah i was on buzzfeed and i found this article and it was like asking people about what they thought about certain aspects in a relationship and a lot of it was based around social media so we took it to our instagram stories to ask you guys kind of what you thought but i wanted to read kind of everyone's answers and the first question was does social media put oh excuse me (laughs) does social media put a strain on relationships I think it puts a strain on people, period. So it's obviously going to put a strain on any interpersonal relationships because it's affecting the individual, which then affects everyone. I agree with that. And I think that's why, like, getting a really strong foundation of who you are, you know, because it's so hard with, like, all of the social media. I think it's really easy to lose track of your identity Mm -hmm. and who you are and who you want to be when you're faced with so many much. options so and much. so many beauty standards. Yeah. Um, on the Buzzfeed article, it says 26% of people voted. Yes. It's too much, to, too much temptation at our fingertips. So are they saying like, it's easier to cheat because there's yeah, social media. Like, like there's just access to fucking booty holes everywhere there on is. Instagram and Twitter. Like Twitter's all fucking porn. <laughs> Remember um, Tumblr back in the days? Yeah. I miss that <laughs> little gift porn. Oh yeah. 31% said, no, that's not social media. That's insecurity. It could be both. And 43%. Hmm. I could see how it could. So, so most people agree that it, it does affect relationships. Yes. 
And I think that all of it, I think it has to do with temptation. I think it has to like on the person who'd be like, I guess the offender of, or like the cheater. And then it brings out insecurities and the people who have been hurt. And maybe somebody in the past have, has used social media as a way to cheat or whatever. Um, or it could even hurt like the person itself, like their self-esteem and self-esteem issues in relationships can just cause relationships to break apart. Honestly. Exactly. And like girls notice shit. Like we notice when a certain girl is liking and commenting on all your photos. Like that's where the we FBI. See all. We're we the see FBI. All. So if I start noticing that there's a girl who I haven't heard you talk about before and she's commenting like you guys fucking really know each other. Very interesting. That's going to be a conversation. But that I will be had with all of her friends. But I think as it should be when you're putting your shit out there on the internet and people are interacting with you and you're in a relationship, you should be able to have that open conversation, feel comfortable enough to go to your partner and say, Hey, this is bothering me. And here's why. And your partner should validate you or, and, or depending on what it is, change their behavior to make you feel more comfortable. But I think that they're, takes this time like there's this thing where i see a lot of people who are so insecure and hurt and they're in relationships still and they're forcing their partner to act a certain way on social media how many dudes have like messaged me they've ghosted me and then they come back months later and they're like sorry i started dating someone and they made me unfollow you (laughs) i've gotten that so many times so many times from people i didn't even care about yeah from people I didn't even care about. I either. didn't even know you unfollowed me. Yeah. And also like, I literally talked to you once on like Tinder. Why is this person getting fucking mad? Your girlfriend <laughs> needs to chill. Like that's insecurity and that's very controlling. That, but yeah, that's not healthy. But like, I think there is like a happy medium where you can compromise about the issues on social media that are affecting your relationship. Like if there's somebody that has historically been an issue in your relationship. Yes. You gotta, you gotta compromise. With you your gotta partner. compromise. You I, really do. That's what I think too. It's like somebody. I put, I did a question. I was like, should your significant other uh, unfollow girls and guys when you start dating? Every single answer was like, no, that's controlling, and like, I wouldn't do that. I'm gonna tell you, ninety fucking nine percent of you are fucking liars <laughs> and wrong. Like, as I, in they're lying, they do, they wouldn't do that. No, like they would make their partner unfollow. Oh, like, they would, or they'd get insecure about it and bring it up and have a conversation. Like most people I know, I talk to girls all the time. I talk to guys. I've experienced guys messaging me saying they had to unfollow me just by me existing. So a lot of people are doing this. <gasps> yeah, I think it's I way like too much. There's only a couple of situations in which I would make someone unfollow. But also I do social media as a job. So I feel like I'm a little bit less like, exactly. I don't care who you follow. Cause what if you're networking with them? Like what if yeah. they're your friend and you like do shit with them, you know, but most people aren't on social media for their job, you know, like yeah. our situation is very different. I know. So that's why it's hard. Cause I'm like, I never really cared who the people I dated followed or whatever, as long as they didn't have a history with them yeah. and there weren't fucking issues. Like there was one ex where he was dating this girl right before he started dating me they were just fucking or whatever and then he still followed her and i noticed that and she still followed him and they were interacting i was like what the fuck is going on turns out he cheated on me with her exactly so i should have fucking made him unfollow her like what the fuck yeah or or (laughs) i not here's the thing i don't think making anyone do anything if you're noticing behavior you need to set boundaries Hey, I notice you're still following that girl that you fucked right before me and you guys go on commenting and liking Stupid on each bitch. other's pictures. 
you're free to do like whatever you want. And I have no way to know if you're in, you're in each other's DMs still talking while we're talking. I don't want to have to worry about in this relationship. What can we do about it? See their answer. And if their answer is not good enough, you need to get up and fucking walk away because you're putting yourself in a situation <laughs> where you're going to get hurt. So yes. it's like if they're acting a certain way on social media, if you start controlling their behavior, you're the problem. Do you know what I mean? You need to be strong enough. And we said this before to be able to walk away mm -hmm. and know your worth and know what you're not going to put up. They don't have to change their behavior, but I'm going to change mine. Yeah. See ya. Time for me to go fuck other people. Yep. Like, uh, or we can be in an open relationship ooh. or whatever it is. But I've never tried that. Oh, I've had guys. Uh, me either. I don't think I could do that. <laughs> Actually, no, I think I could have an open relationship if me and my partner fucked people like I would totally be a swinger. But, oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. But, um, I had a girl DM me on Snapchat, like message me on Snapchat. And she was like, how do you know this person? And I was like, who? It's must've been a guy added on Snapchat, like in college, like eight years ago. I've never spoken to, didn't even know who he was. And she was like, I just saw you in his recents. Cause I've gone through Snapchat and I used to like send my comedy shows or comedy videos. And I would just go through my entire, I don't even know who the fuck adds me, <laughs> go through my entire thing and send it. It's for marketing for me. So she thought I was messaging her man. Oh fuck. And started coming at me. And did I was she like, block you? No, I blocked her. I was like, dude, I don't need this in my life, but that's insecurity. Yeah. I just, I mean, I had a boyfriend who his whole feed and I'm going to bring this up cause this is what a guy actually said. His whole feed was porn stars and like hot Instagram girls. So every time he was scrolling, I think maybe one out of 10 photos was like just one of his friends. See, and that's kind of like a turnoff to me. It is. It's a turnoff to me too. But also I'm like, fuck, I follow all of these girls too. Cause they're all of my friends. Yeah. <laughs> but I wouldn't, if I see a guy who follows me and he tries to like slide my DMS and he follows all of these women, I'm like, dirty yeah so i mean i didn't didn't i brought it up once to him and i was like uh your whole feed is like porn stars and i was like i was like don't you think it's kind of weird that you have to look at that all the time like you have to be stimulated in some way i picked shit not as in our relationship but i was like hey you should probably think about this a little bit like what is that saying about you that you need to be taking in just nude photos of women all the time in this sexual way and so I didn't say anything. And then randomly, like a month later, he comes up to me and he's like, hey, so I unfollowed all the girls on Instagram. And I was like, why'd you do that? And he was like, I felt like it was unhealthy. And you're right. It made me feel like I have a porn addiction. And I wasn't putting my time and energy into you because I was constantly looking at that. And I didn't want to do that moving forward in our relationship. So I felt like it was the healthiest thing for me to do is just to not be seeing that all the time. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> that was hot that's a man that was hot <laughs> and he did that without me asking even his friends he brought it up in front of his friends was like i deleted all the porn stars because they were like yeah we know that he does that and they looked at me immediately when he said that and they're like jamie and he goes no jamie didn't say anything to me she never even brought it up she acted like she didn't care but i knew that it would affect us moving forward so porn addictions are real and they really do yeah fuck with shit should your significant other be liking pictures of the opposite sex? I don't care. It depends on the person, but it, I don't really care. It depends on the person and the situation. If you're like, I like everyone's photos on Instagram, uh, on my feed, just so that I'm like engaging with people. And I don't mind if my boyfriend is liking 
girl's photos that he knows or friends from college or whatever. The difference is if it's like a full blown butthole pic on Instagram <laughs> and it's like very sexual and then they're liking that and maybe they're not liking. And here's the thing is like, I'm an FBI agent without even trying to be like, I will notice patterns and behaviors of what you're interacting with, you know? So if it's a specific person and every time it's like sexual and you comment or whatever, it's starting to build up a story in, in our heads. And that's where I'm like, why is he doing that? That's a whole different conversation. Is he allowed to do that? Sure. Honestly, I want you to do it. Why? Cause it's going to show me what kind of fucking dude you are. So I can make <laughs> that decision real fucking quick. Yeah. So I can leave. I'm so sorry. My sequins aren't lining up on my shoes and it's been really bothering me. Like not all the sequins will flip. Um, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. I had an ex who was in, he was in a Facebook group that was like where you share like not like lewd selfies. Yeah, that's wrong. That's wrong as fuck. That's cheating. Yeah. That's well, literally cheating. Yeah. It's fucked up. If you're going out of your way to join a fucking Facebook group where girls are taking pics with Who's their Who's even on out? Facebook anymore? Exactly. Come on now. <laughs> I just feel like. I'm like, it's just not even like, it's maybe not even cheating, but it's gross. And I don't want a part of it. I'm like, oh, you need to do that. You're not the partner that I want again. And then be able to walk away. (laughs) Let me see what some people actually wrote out on the story. So, okay. So do you prefer your man unfollow Instagram? Someone said I'd never asked that. It seems a bit insecure. Nope. Someone said I used to, but I'm not dating to be aware of these toxic habits right now. Again, working on yourself we go. before you like decide to date somebody. Um, and then someone's like, no, but I'm not a huge fan. If he's liking other people's thirst trap picks, selfies are fine. And I agree with that. It, like, It's on how they're doing it, you know? Um, and then the next one was, oh, men, what's something your girlfriend can do on social media that you don't like? <laughs> I feel like so many men are like post ass pics. Post yeah. bikini pics, her tits out. And I'm like, well, you're not going to like my feed, buddy. <laughs> Literally. So I had a friend of mine um, post in his story that girls while they're dating who post thirst traps are really just keeping their options open for other guys. And they're never fully invested. They went this whole thing. They're never fully invested in you. And that if you're posting thirst traps while you're in a relationship, you're not respecting your partner. <sighs> I have so much to say that nothing will come out. (laughs) I think that's rooted in insecurity because I know for a fact that that person was hurt by somebody from a situation uh, like that. So now they're going into their next relationship with those same things because of hurt baggage. You know, I I don't think that posting a thirst trap makes you not invested in your relationship. Now, if you're responding to the DMS from the thirst trap, then you're not invested in your relationship and you're entertaining other people. Yeah. But how is it posting? How is posting a picture that you feel confident about? Like entertaining others. I don't get that. Right. And so like, and you can have someone who's not fucking posting their tra- their traps and they're still entertaining other people. <laughs> I went on vacation with a group of girls and this girl had a boyfriend and every time we went somewhere, there was a guy that would latch onto her and flirt with her the whole time. And she would flirt with them and she'd go in the water by themselves and talk. 
and wouldn't tell these guys she had a fucking boyfriend. And I was like, yo, there's only five dudes on this boat. Save the hot one for one of the single ones who's actually going to fuck. Like, you know what I mean? She just wanted their attention. She wanted their attention. There are people like that who do just want the opposite sex attention. And so it's like, why are you, why are you in a relationship relationship? if you're going out? I don't want to be intimate (laughs) with somebody like that while I'm dating somebody. No. Like that's, you know, I actively avoid touching people. (laughs) Yeah. You just don't like to be touched. These may be. Um, um, and then someone else said flirting. It's like, yeah, if you can tell if someone's flirting in the comments. Oh, yeah. If you're going after certain dudes. Like, for me, to make, because my so my job is social media, to make my partner more comfortable. Like, I open my Instagram right in front of them. I'm like, oh, oh this yeah. dude hit on me. And I open the message in front of them. I respond to it. It's like, hey, here's everything on the table. I'm not being sketchy. If your man is being sketchy and he's flipping his phone over, mm. he has his like his maybe his Instagram fucking notifications are on and you see stuff pop up. That's like, you know what I mean? I we think know. Be aware of your partner's behaviors and make the decision to talk to them. And if you talk to them and it doesn't change, then you need to walk away. But I can tell when a dude is being sketchy with their phone immediately. Yes. It goes. We talked about this in a previous episode. Yeah, I can. It's from your body language, the way that your eyes look at your phone, the way that your hand is, you, you rush to get your or phone. You're sitting next to me and the phone is slightly curved away from me. Yeah. Like this, it's the slightest of hand and you think you're just being, no, I, we notice all Whereas of that. Normally you're like on top of them holding your phone so they can exactly. see it. No, we, we notice like the dude that I was talking to literally a girl called him at nine in the morning while we were in Ooh, bed together an early am call facetime and we're oh. in bed and he's looking at something on his phone with me and it calls and then he literally <laughs> puts his phone over there and i was like that was a bit obvious and so rather than i saw the name it was a girl's name and i was mm. like who just called you because i'm not gonna fucking tell you i know i want to see how you fucking respond yeah and he goes Oh, that was my friend so-and-so, a dude's name. And I was like, no, it wasn't. It was a girl's name. <laughs> I got and you, he was like, oh, what? Like, no, I didn't have my glasses on. No, you, f- you didn't have your glasses on? The phone Damn. was right next to your fucking face. I'm not stupid. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And from that moment on, I was like, he's being fucking sketchy. And I lost the trust. And men and women do that too. And men and women. So do honestly, that. those signs are universal. Yes. Like hiding their phone, not letting you see it, being very sneaky, muting their notifications. Mm-hmm. Do not disturb. I had a conversation with that dude. I was like, I know that you fucking lied. I, I don't know why you're being sketchy. Now your energy's changed. I'm out. Mm-hmm. We can just be friends. We don't need to fuck anymore and <laughs> sleep together because clearly that's what you want. Your behavior showing me you're not being a fucking man and respecting me right now. And you're trying to think you can eat your have your cake and eat it too. Fuck no. No, I am so because someone will eat this cake like it's the only cake they fucking need. <laughs> it is the only cake, you know. <laughs> so. All right. Should um, we talk about ways to be a respectful partner on social media? I feel like it's easy. It's literally the same as being a respectful partner anywhere else. Respect your partner. Like literally full stop. Mm-hmm. Listen to their boundaries, listen to their reasoning, and then work with each other on how to make each other feel safe. Yeah. Wait, I have two about like red flags before we get into like the good stuff. So we asked the audience, like, what are some red flags that you can see in somebody when it comes to social media? And I got two really good answers and I wanted to share them. Okay. The first one is from a guy. And he said, if everything on your man's 
page is a thirst trap. He's probably a dog. And I was like, why do you think he's probably a dog? Like go on more and go more in depth. He said, if the majority of his feed is like naked women and a bunch of girls, and he's probably texting five different girls and using three different dating apps. Basically that dude is just horny 24 seven and is always needing some type of thing to look at or text. So if you're not available, he's going to the next best thing. Shit. That's it pretty much echoes what you said. I think that's true. I think I'm going to let my man have his feed look how it is. But I just think that like, I'm just kind of watching like, why does he need access to naked women all the time? Why does he need to watch porn and like have it all over social media? Porn has fucked up so many people's heads. Yeah. It's not a problem to me until it becomes a problem in the relationship, but it should be a problem. Like it should be just something that you're looking at. Why do you need that constant validation or that constant like dopamine rush or high? And it's, it's true. Like if I'm not giving that to you, you're going to go fucking watch porn and go to your Twitter and go to fucking social media and look at hot girls to get that because I'm not available. And that's just something as a man, I think you should be looking at. Same thing goes with like girls. If all of your stuff is like Owen Gray. (laughs) Well, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Like I watch porn and I watch porn a decent amount, but I'm not like constantly looking at other dick, like in other dudes and thinking about them and fantasizing about them. And if my whole feed is my friends. Exactly. And memes and some weed stuff. (laughs) Mine is like memes and funny videos, comedy and my friends and the occasional like thirst trap that somebody who's like a social media influencer posts. Yeah, that's just normal. It's part of the job. But I kind of I kind of honestly agree uh, with that. I do, too. But it's more of just like, a oh, that's kind of a turn off. I might not say anything, but it's unattractive, to be honest. I agree. Um, So I thought that was interesting. And then a girl said that uh so i noticed a couple of dudes on dating platforms say they don't have a social media presence and it turns out they actually have an instagram or facebook or snapchat the act of saying they don't have a social media presence could be a red flag or like once you do some digging you look at their profile and the first time it's on public but when you go back to show somebody else or whatever it's on private without having confronted that person i went right i've actually had this happen I went on a date with a dude who said this and did this and saw that he had already been tagged with a girl recently with a corny caption online after telling me he didn't have an Instagram. Like I wouldn't look it up. This probably wouldn't happen in a soon to be relationship, but more so in the dating stage. I was like, Oh, this is a good one. Cause I've experienced <laughs> this. I think guys who say they don't have a social media, I typically don't believe them. I feel like everybody has social media, even if it's just to lurk. Even if it's just to lurk and if you're lurking, like you need to say it, but some guys say they don't have social media because they don't want you to know what they're doing or who they are. So everybody has social media nowadays. Yeah. Even the grandmas. I almost think if someone said that they didn't have social media, I'd be like, this isn't going to work out <laughs> just because <laughs> I'm my sorry. Job you is- won't get my TikTok references Bye. yeah, you won't get my TikTok references. You won't understand my job, like whatever. And some people are like, Oh, it's so nice. If a guy doesn't have social media, I'm like, no, the reason they don't have social media is because they want to be private. And why the fuck do those motherfuckers want to be private? What are you hiding? Even when I didn't have a social media presence, I would still show people my social media. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I thought this one was important because this happened to me. I went on a double date with a friend who set it up and he brought his guy friend for the double date and we're talking, we're shooting the shit. And so I'm like, Oh, what's your Instagram? And he's like, Oh, I don't have a social media. I don't like use Instagram or Facebook or anything like that. Like I'm running a business. Like I don't have time for that. And I believed him and I was like, okay. 
Fast forward, I go on multiple date, double dates with this man and my friend. We start making out. becomes a, like a thing. We're making out in his fucking restaurant at like <laughs> after hours. Like he's trying to fuck me. And I'm just like, no, I'm going to wait. Uh, fast forward, I'm at a party and I'm like, oh, yeah, I hooked up with that dude. And my friend, this girl that I met at the party was like, no, the girl who I met was like, oh, on his social media. I was like, how do you know that guy? And she's like, this is his Instagram. And I was like. Oh, he said he didn't have an Instagram. So she's showing me and she's like, oh, no, he's fully married. Oh, and I was like, what? And she's like, pulls up his, his fucking Instagram profile, all him and his wife. So I had been going out with this dude for a couple months in the summer, making out with him and hooking up with him in, in his wife's him and his wife's restaurant the whole time and i had no idea because this dude said he didn't have fucking social guess media guess what we went back to that restaurant multiple times so yeah fuck them <laughs> yeah not like for they him had good truffle fries they had good truffle fries and good espresso martinis but uh and it also was like right next to our house so that was nice but yeah i found out he was fucking married from another person because he lied and acted like he didn't have a social media presence what a dick so hole. Find out. Mm-hmm. what a dick hole so like these little things i feel like if someone's saying that it's something to watch out for. Don't you just gotta, blindly believe people. You got to be careful with so- social media. <laughs> yep. Good. Get it out. I'm, I'm done. And that was two girls on blunt. <laughs> okay. So let's, uh, I guess, wrap this up with uh, Stony Baloney. Stony Baloney. Stony Can you Bologna. do that? Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So excitement. We're all high here. <laughs> I'm ready to smoke again. Actually, we I have this too. weed pen. We were gifted because, you know, we have a stoner podcast now. <laughs> this is Mix Masters, and these are like reusable, uh, or no, they're like disposable weed cartridges. And they're cute. The shit fucking. You got to suck it down. That was a big boy hit. That was a big boy hit. <laughs> Yeah. Into stony baloney. Now we're getting high. <coughs> that weenie who said we don't get high. Yeah. And We've for been legal high. purposes, it's a vape. Okay. Of not weed. I'm going to start this shit off strong with exactly what I like to start it off with. Okay, sex. Um, No. What? <laughs> what secret conspiracy would you like to start? Oh. If you could- I feel like... <laughs> I would like to start one that I'm an assassin. I think that would be cool. Or like whispers. Maybe she's an assassin. Like I walk in the room, they're like, does she have a knife on her? Like, what's going on? I just want to be like mysterious. (laughs) Okay, what about one not about yourself, Emily? Jamie, everything's about me. (laughs) The tribe is spoken. Um Okay. Okay. Um, I'm high. I want to start the conspiracy uh-huh. that those frogs that change genders so they can reproduce, that they started doing that in humans, and now women can reproduce without men, and all these babies start coming from just women, and we scare the fuck out of the patriarchy. <laughs> they discovered, wait, they did that they, a couple they, years this, ago. It has been a thing. You can take stem but cells I want from it to women. blow up. I want it to be easier than taking stuff. I want cells. men to actually fear us not needing them. Yeah. Yeah. I just 
pop out a baby. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you want to treat me like that? And then all of a sudden I put a leg up, like I'm going to pee like a dog, and a baby just comes out, and I'm like, I don't need you. And then we kill the baby because we don't want a baby. Yeah, because we're pro-abortion we are. We are pro-choice. <laughs> I'm pro-abortion. I am too. Right? That's pro-choice? Yeah. Yeah, okay. But I'm just definitely pro-abortion. What individual corporation country or organization would you bankrupt if you had the chance like completely destroy them financially facebook okay i fuck with that absolutely facebook i would say amazon no because amazon actually brings me shit and i don't want to get rid of that two days two days shipping and actually have to wait for things um okay so i think facebook because uh they're starting to get into the metaverse and I feel like it's preparing for world domination. And I don't like any of it. Yeah. I uh, no, he's mm-mm. Mark Zuckerberg is a fucking reptile or some shit. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, what's the weirdest thing you've seen in someone else's home? I feel like it was in my old home. It was just literally filled with Jesus statues everywhere. Oh man. I've been in houses like that. <laughs> okay. Um, a- the weirdest thing I've ever seen in someone else's home is like, I feel like taxidermy animals. Oh my God. That's so freaky. You know what I mean? I don't like, or like creepy dolls. Like you ever just like look at a doll and you get a weird sus feeling about it. Yeah. So I feel like some people have just like some weird doll collections. Wait, one time I went into this house, it was an attic and it was like a bookshelf. It was like a library attic and it was small. And in the entire place. Oh, you know what? I was actually at, uh, a place one of gerard butler's houses um a very i was at a very famous actor's house um and there's weird art all over the place like bones skull like skull and bones shit a lot of like creepy figurines old like uh this was in the house i have to request my uber emily has to get her lashes done we're (laughs) like i'm looking raggedy we're late for an appointment um we are excited. We're going to be filming a lot of new podcasts. We're going to be heading out to LA to record with our Some wonderful radio station. Yes, we're going to be at Hayes, Hayes radio. radio. Make um, sure you check out their app. We are on it like 20 times a week, which is insane. Fucking crazy and super cool. Yep. Um, and make sure, sure to follow us on social media. Please. Two girls, one blunt pod. Follow us on Instagram. Talk yeah. to us. DM us. Tell us everything. Yes. We're curious. We're very nosy people. So like, yeah, give us all the tea. Okay. And then leave a five star review, please. <laughs> okay. Thank a, you. A written one. Yeah. All right. A typed one. Yeah. Listen, you filthy fucking stoners. It was a great episode. We love you. We do. We do. Thank you but, so uh, much. We'll see you next week. We'll get high with you next week, bitches. Bye. Woo! <laughs>